Good morning, Jonathan and all the CCFM listeners. It's such an honor and a privilege to be able to share my story of hope with you all this morning. My name is Claire Brower and my story begins 38 years ago when I was born at 27 weeks. My mum had an infection which caused her waters to break and they managed to store the labor for five days, but then they just couldn't stop it from happening and I was born feet first and my parents like to joke with me that it's the first and last time I was ever early. It was a miracle that I survived as the doctors warned my mom not to bond with me or get too attached as it was very unlikely I would survive the night. But my mom went and lay on her bed and just prayed and dedicated me to God and said, Lord, she's your child, she's yours. And can you please just be with her, make her perfect? And she saw a vision of hands holding me and she knew that I would be okay. I stayed at hospital for six weeks and the only long-lasting thing I had from my birth is squint eyes, which I only got corrected properly by the time I was 16. So growing up with that wasn't a whole lot of fun as kids are pretty cruel and I got very teased for it. But it taught me to value friendships that really look beyond what you look like. And um, those friends are held close. So it, it made me stronger for it, but not something I would wish to give anybody. And then in my teenage years, even though I'd grown up in a Christian home and grown up in the church, I started rebelling and walking away from um, my upbringing and just playing by my own rules. Uh, I didn't like all the... To me, it seemed that Christianity was no fun and that I could only have fun if I, if I didn't associate myself with you know, the Christian faith. But God was always there, but more of a head knowledge. There was no heart behind it, no heart knowledge of knowing him. And I, um, at 18, went and studied um, in Cape Town at the AAA School of Advertising. And in the end of my second year, I met my boyfriend, who was Jewish. And I thought, oh, this seems like a bit of fun, you know, nothing too serious. But a year and a half later, found out that we were pregnant. And three days before finding out I was pregnant, I had actually asked him, do we have a future? Because I didn't want to date him for 10 years, only for him to turn around and go, I was never going to marry you because you're not Jewish. And I still remember he said to me, I, I really wish I could have a future with you, but I don't know how. And then three days later, I found out I was pregnant. And he was like, well, here's how. As you can imagine, both of our parents were not very happy about the latest developments as his parents were not hoping for a non-Jewish um, partner for <laughs> for their son. They really wanted him to marry someone Jewish and my parents likewise wanted me to marry someone Christian so we were both understandably upset at these arrangements but we went ahead with the wedding as there was a baby to consider and everybody then put aside their differences because there was this new life coming. And I really feel um, that part of how we managed the situation was because we also had a, a conversation before we found out we were pregnant about what would we do, what are our views, where do we stand on on these these topics. So uh, Alon and I sat down and the one day we just said, you know, I said to him, if we ever land up pregnant, 
I don't want to have an abortion. And he said, well, he doesn't ever want a child of his to, to be put up for adoption. So when we found ourselves in a tense situation and the emotions are at an all-time high and you just seem like there's no way out um, and it just seems like this really big thing, we both knew what we were going to do. We both knew we were going to keep this baby. It was just working out the logistics. And um, we weren't on any kind of medical aid, no money to to speak of, but um, we were just determined. And because a friend of mine um, was so like so very much determined that we couldn't have this baby, she insisted on taking me to my first doctor's appointment, and she said to the doctor, "Doctor, can you please explain to my friends their options because they're both young, they have no money, they're not on medical aid." You know, um, I really don't think that they are able to have this baby. And so she said, well, you know, there's abortion. And I said, no. And um, she said, there's adoption. And my husband said, no. And um, and then she says, well, there's the state. And the state will cover everything. And we went, what? We'd never heard of this. We did had no idea that, that we qualified for, for government medical care. Uh, it's just not something I grew up with or knew about. And so we were like, well, great, we'll take that option. Yes, please, sign us up. Where do we go? And like that, we were put into the system and went off my first clinic appointment. And, um, yeah, so what what man intended for bad, God turned around for his glory and for good. Like, so what man intended for evil, God used for, for his glory and for good. And... Um, Without her trying to convince us, we would never have known about that option. So I'm, I'm forever grateful, but I'm so glad how the Lord turned it around. Um, so we got married when I was uh, five months pregnant. In fact, I graduated on the Friday from AAA with a degree, uh, sorry, diploma in visual communications and art direction. And then two days later, I got married on the Sunday. And it was then December holidays. And... Um, I found myself alone, and in that that alone time, really got an encounter with the Lord, and I just surrendered and said, "Lord, I've made such a mess of doing things my way. Won't you come and take over? I need your help. I cannot do this my way anymore." And the Lord really met me there, and my husband was supportive of me going to church, but he just said, "Look, I'm Jewish. Don't expect me to go with you." So we left it at that. Um, then. Came time for the birth and had my son at Mowbray Maternity, actually in an active birth unit because I ask a lot of questions. And because I was low risk, they saw my file and was like, oh, we can transfer you to our semi-private ward where you will be seen by midwives and no longer the doctor. So it was just such an amazing turnaround of events that I landed up in the semi-private ward of a government hospital and the state paid for everything um, and had him... 12 hours after my waters broke and didn't know we were having a boy, we decided to keep it a, a, a secret. In any case, you only get two scans in state. So it was 12 weeks and then at 20 weeks when we were asked, do we want to? And we only went for the 20 weeks because of family history. Uh, in our family, there was possible things I needed to check for all sorts of um, for spina bifida and other genetic history. So we were able to see our baby twice. And um, in that 20-week scan, they they said, 
do you want to know what this baby is? And um, we said no. Let's rather keep it a surprise. It doesn't really matter if it's a boy or girl. And at the birth, when he was born and they said it's a boy, I heard the audible voice of the Lord tell me his name is Elijah. And I got such a fright that I just repeated his name is Elijah. And my husband looked at me in shock and, well, where did that come from? It's not on our list at all. But I was like, no, I really feel strongly his name is Elijah. And we slept on it, and the next morning he said, okay, let's let's name him Elijah, that's his name. And I didn't know it at the time, but a couple of days later we found out that the name actually means the Lord is my God. And that was just the Lord saying, this is your declaration. You've now given your life to me, and you're going to declare it every time you speak the name of your son. So, um, yeah, fast forward... A year later, um, we relocated up to Joburg because I was looking for um, a job and found one up in Joburg, whereas I couldn't find an internship here in Cape Town. So when Elijah was nine months old, we moved, and um, my husband had then qualified. He was studying at UCT as a chemical engineer during his last final year, and in that time my mom had moved in to help us with the baby but then we then moved up to Joburg where um, we started our young family up there. And after about a year, we, you know, Elijah, when he was coming up for two, two and a half, we decided, you know, actually now's a good time to start trying for, for baby number two. And so we had Ayla and her, her name um, means branch, but then we put the H on the end, which also in Hebrew when you put add an H, to the name it means God it's God's name so her Ayla became God's branch and Alon means oak tree so it was kind of like naming our little girl after daddy and she really is just so much like him even today and um, it was a time where our marriage was quite rocky at this point Um, it, it wasn't in the healthiest of places but I just kept praying in earnest for my husband and and his salvation I I remember it was um, around the time when I had my daughter she was a newborn baby and just really getting this heavy heavy sense of I need to pray daily for the salvation of my husband even though we weren't getting along all that well I still felt this responsibility to just hold him up in prayer and I did I faithfully prayed for him for years and it was the biggest burning desire of my heart to be able to go to church as a family. Because even though I went to church every Sunday and made sure I got connected with a church family, it was always as a almost a single mom. Because I would go with my with my two kids and my husband would never join me. And it was just such a deep longing of mine to be able to fellowship as a family. And around about um, this time now, Ayla had, she was two and a half um, almost three and we started talking about maybe a, a, a third baby I had this burning desire in my heart to have a third baby um, that it was it was something I couldn't shake but my husband he was done he said no 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 we've you know, got a boy got a girl pigeon pair we're good let's get rid of all the baby stuff and I just couldn't I couldn't let go I was heartbroken um, to even think about it and to the point where I would see a pregnant woman or a tiny baby and I would start crying eventually I took it to God and I said Lord this is bigger than me 
please take this desire away from me if it's not from you or you need to change my husband's heart and um around about this time I had a friend who found out she was pregnant quite late in the pregnancy but she was already a single mom to two teenage girls and she wasn't in an ideal situation to have the baby and she decided to give up her little boy she knew it was a boy for adoption um, and the Lord actually used that whole story which in itself is a whole nother testimony that I won't get into the details of this story because we just don't have enough time but in and of itself is a beautiful redemption story about how the Lord changed my heart for adoption but during that time this little boy her newborn baby came to live with us for two weeks and I believe the Lord used that to also change my husband's heart because it was shortly after we had Jonathan stay with us that he he walked or my husband walked into the the lounge one day where I was holding Jonathan and I had my my son on the one side of my daughter and the other all three of us were looking down at this baby and my husband walked in and went what a beautiful beautiful picture and um yeah so then shortly after that he was like okay let's start trying for another baby and um in that this time period while praying for my husband's salvation um, the Lord put on my heart to keep the Passover dinner, which I'd never, ever done before. And um, I said, Lord, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't, you know, I, it's not my, I wouldn't even know where to start. And he brought to my remembrance a book that I had bought back when I was pregnant with Elijah. And I took it to my husband and said, would you please read, you know, the Seder like this this year and can we keep Passover? And he looked a bit at me a bit strange. He's like, why would you want to do that? But okay, if you tell me what to read, I'll do it. Um, and I can see that we're out of time for today. So we'll have to pick up the rest of the story tomorrow morning. But it's been great um, being able to share this with all of you. And I'm excited to finish the rest of it tomorrow. Um, thanks so much for listening and we'll, I'll speak to you all tomorrow.